The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. That ball is crushed. A deep left field. Get gone, baseball. It is so good. Blaze Brothers with a three-run homer has put the Golden Eagles on top of the night. Twin snakes all around, baby. Let's get it going. Barlow to try again at 0-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with an elevated fastball. And the Rangers capture today's game. They take the series as they knock off the Blue Jays 11-7. It is a happy house in Arlington. The pitch. And it is popped up, left side of the infield. Sinzel moving towards the ball. He's got it. And the Reds have swept the Astros. They have swept Texas. And they have concluded an 8-1 and one road trip. Oh, my goodness. This week, Wyndham Clark has played bigger than the biggest names of the game. Even par 70 in the final round, good enough to post 10 under par and win the 123rd United States Open. Just didn't have it today. Um, iron play was was uh, very below average and um, didn't make anything. So uh, that's that's a big thing in majors, especially on a Sunday. I'm right there. You know, it's it's such fine margins at, at this level and. Um, you know, I just got to keep putting myself in these positions, and, you know, sooner or later it's going to happen for me. Um, you know, I just felt like my mom was watching over me today, and, uh, you know, she can't be here. And uh, miss you, Mom. And we kicking this song, we kicking this thing off. <laughs> Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show, Monday morning, June 19. Oh, man. Toby and TJ with you. What's the plan Thursday and Friday, by the way? Who do who do the folks have to look forward to this weekend or later in the about? week? Oh yeah, this is your week you're gone on Thursday. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, Drake and I will be in on Thursday and Friday. The tag team back again. The tag team back again. Checking the records. Let's begin. <laughs> hey, speaking of audio, you heard the call from Adam Hildebrandt there of that, <laughs> right? Blaze Brothers three-run home run on Friday, dramatic ninth inning, mm-hmm. top but, of the ninth inning three-run homer. Which, by the way, let me say something about that game. I was all excited. That's why I was listening to heading out to the lake Friday. We were going to listen Adam? to ORU. No, it was the serious uh, national feed. Gotcha. All right. Uh, this is what my complaint is. You complained about golf. I'm going to complain about this guy. I turned the game because this guy was so bad. I had no idea who was who, what was going on. Like, I recognized names because OU had played both teams, so I'm like, okay, that's TCU. But I didn't know every name, you know. And I'm like, he never gave the teams, never said – he would say the score, but never say who was up or, or like, we were Don't you uh, love that? we were you confused it the it's entire game. It's still 3-2. It's 3-2. And so-and-so's <laughs> up. And, like, he would – like, 
and they take the lead. It was they or and I was like, who is this dude? Like, we listened for probably an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. And Katie's like, I have no idea what's going on here. She goes, this guy is terrible, and I go, I agree. And I listened for a little longer. And I'm like, I gotta turn it. And then they had to come back, and we we see it on the Tulsa news once we get home that or uh, get to the house that they had won it, but I, I couldn't listen to the guy. He was terrible. I don't know, serious, whoever you have doing that national game in Omaha was just horrible. Was it Westwood 1? It was Westwood 1's broadcast, yeah. I wonder who it was. I don't know. I don't know, but it drove me nuts, man, because he would never say TCU or uh, ORU or whatever it may be. It was just... Uh, uh, Generics, and I'm like, I have no idea who's at bat right now. <laughs> Here comes the uh, shortstop. <laughs> right. Uh, this is just the ESPN broadcasters. I mean, I feel like I can adequately complain about this since we're not in it. Uh, otherwise, I always feel a little self-serving about it. But it is a real cry and shame what happens in the postseason in all these sports when whether it's bowl games or NCAA basketball tournaments or a college world series, when fans all over the world can listen to their hometown broadcasts until the biggest games of the year. Yeah. Cause that's what I was wanting was Adam's call, but obviously that's not what they're going to give me. So, and then Westwood one or whoever it is that has purchased the rights comes in, shuts everybody else down, and says, you have to listen to our guys who don't know what they're doing. Now, no offense, because Chris does Westwood One for softball, and he does, I'm sure, he I know he does an unbelievable job. This is not, I don't care about that. I don't think that's probably the case for most softball. Like, not every softball team even has a broadcast. Certainly they're not followed like Oklahoma is. This is a little different than that. But it just stinks, man, that fans, you get to the postseason and every year it's like, hey, where's our broadcast? I, on the apps I normally listen to, I can't hear it or anything. Yeah, sorry, you're going to have to listen to Ryan Radke or whoever it is because <laughs> they got the rights. Or, you know, and then you all find your backdoor pirate channel that you can listen to maybe somewhere that's illegal or something like that, but. It wasn't Kevin Kugler, was it? He's re- he's usually. I couldn't good. tell you who it was to be honest. I don't know that he ever said his own name. So yeah, uh, if probably. he did, I didn't catch it. So okay, so it sounds like it was not a very good announcer's day all not, around because Carl Ravitch is on the TV call of that game. Did you hear what happened? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Oh, TJ. We've talked about Carl Ravitch before. Yes. Not. I think Carl, well, you know what? Let's play the highlight. Okay. (laughs) Part of me is infuriated by this. Part of me feels bad for him. I don't know. I want you to tell me how we should feel about this. So the circumstance, TJ, is ORU is down two. They are the visiting team. Top of the ninth inning. Blaze Brothers is going to hit a three-run home run to put him ahead. Okay? Right. You're aware. You were yes. watching by this point or yes. something like that. Right. Or are you the visiting team? TCU the home team. Top of the ninth. Here's the call from Carl Ravich on ESPN. And this one is hammered to left field. Did he do it? 
Walk-off home run. The nine-hitter Blaze Brothers. And Oral Roberts rallies and wins it. TCU, I should say, in a walk-off. Top half, that's right, not bottom. Three-run <laughs> shot, though, puts him on top after it felt like they were down and out. 6-5. Blaze Brothers. Oh, no. I think he was doing the national feed, too, on radio. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. You could tell what's going on there. His brain doesn't, just he locked doesn't, on him. He doesn't. He thinks it's a walk-off. Right. Then suddenly somebody gets in his ear and must have said, TCU's the home team. And he goes, TCU, I mean, TCU a walk-off. And they're like, no, 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 no. Doofus. <laughs> no, you see O.R.U. rounding the bases. <laughs> this is the top of the – and he goes, oh, top of the inning. My Oh, teach, teach, teach. Look, we've complained about it for years. He's a terrible play-by-play guy. He's, he's He ended up with enough years at ESPN. He forced his way into some of these games, and now they can't get rid of him. And I don't know why he became Mr. Baseball for ESPN, but he's just not good. I don't mind him. Okay, his level, I don't mind him in the Little League World Series when they have him on that. But otherwise, yeah. I just don't enjoy him calling a game. I mean, I think he's listen, a fine let, studio host for like baseball tonight and things, what he did for years. But uh. I'm in the profession. You should not throw stones in glass houses. I get it. Javon Foster. Okay. Right. Uh, I. I, uh, West Virginia this year set a ball that was, was gone that hit off the wall. It happens. Mistakes are made. <sighs> like that, you can't do that, TJ. You can't. Not on that you gotta, stage. You got to know what's going on. Right. I mean, this is, this is the biggest home run of that kid's career. It's the biggest home run of, in the history of Oral Roberts baseball, I would, I'm going out on a giant limb here, okay? And absolutely butchered it. Absolutely. Now, the person who should be happy is Adam Hildebrandt because he just guaranteed that every highlight going forward in the history of mankind will have his call on it instead of Carl Ravage's. <laughs> that's that's true. You don't have to worry about that. No. But oh, I'm going to hear it again. And this one is hammered to left field. Did he do it? Yes! And Oral Roberts rallies and wins it. TCU, I should say, in a walk-off. Top half, that's right, not bottom. Three-run shot, though, puts them on top after it felt like they oh, were down. And I'm telling you, <laughs> if I did that, I would not come on the show the next morning. I would be in a fetal position in a corner somewhere crying. I would be in a therapy session <laughs> Can you imagine the College World Series? Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm. Just, I feel bad. Part of me is just like, oh, he came out on Twitter later and apologized, and he. I mean, he handled it the right way. Said, "I'll try again tomorrow," and all that kind of stuff. But Carl, Carl I mean, it Carl. happens. It, it does. It. It does. And I get it. In a talk show like this, we do it all the time, and then we'll see something on the text line. Like, wait, did I say that? Like, we don't even realize we've said something and said it wrong, but. 
that's a moment where you've got to know where you're at. I mean, take it, take it second, man. Take yeah, it, you know. Uh, he said. Uh, he tweeted. It was all on me. Come back and do it again tomorrow. My bad. So I mean, you know, he he owned it. Uh, my heart breaks for him too. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm both furious. Like, why do you let Carl Ravitch do this game? <laughs> He's. He's not good. He's There's so many better play-by-play guys out there. And at the same time, my heart breaks for him because I know he's just sick over it. So, I don't know. That's tough, man. That is tough. Um, hey, two anyway. games, ORU's giving you some good drama, both games. and All of them. Um, several of the games the, this weekend have been great, yeah, but ORU both especially. Both ORU games have been off right. the charts. Uh, the first night, you had Florida walking it off legitimately, bottom nine against Virginia. The LSU-Tennessee game was just electric. Yesterday, TCU thriller against Virginia. Virginia. I feel like every game's been a one-run game. They've all yeah, they've all been really good games. It's it's so awesome. Ah, oh, the College World Series is the best, isn't it? Everybody in their T-shirts that they just bought five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just so awesome. We got to get back. Hey, Skip, let's get back there. It was great, man. We should look into that. uh, We should look into that. A couple of looky-hears over the weekend, TJ. Did you pick up on that? I did see a couple of those, yeah. Well, it was one tweet with two with a looky here with like two looky here's or something, and then Reggie retweeted it, and mm-hmm. then Ryan retweeted it. Uh, yeah. So just got to kind of wait for that to emerge, I guess. But I think there's a chance for some more good news on the horizon. Seems like things are going pretty well for them over there right now. I I uh, I would feel like I I want to give a hint, but I think I probably shouldn't give a hint. So. I'm not going to give a hint. Don't get yourself in trouble. I'll give a hint. No, I won't give a hint. I'll give a hint. Blaze Brothers. I'll give a hint. But it's not Blaze Brothers. He's not announcing he's... (laughs) That didn't embarrass him so badly that he uh, entered the portal right then and there? That's right. Not a very good (laughs) hint. Don't don't read too much into that hint until afterwards, and then you'll go, oh, okay, okay. All right, 717. Let's get some text in. I promise I won't yap next segment. Let's get some text in. Bottom of the hour, Parker Thune. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally operated right here in Norman and Edmond. If you were affected by the storms uh, here recently, the high winds got you last weekend. Maybe rip some shingles off. Hail over uh, the last couple of weeks. Whatever you need to have checked out, they can do it for you. A one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Black Thunder Roofing, 405-473-8028 or blackthunderroofing.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
This texter says, I feel bad for Huggins. As a non-drinker, I Mm. often wonder why something so destructive is promoted and celebrated the way alcohol use is. There's even a shot scoreboard at the Omaha bar for a college world series. Yep. Yeah. Uh, We make a big deal about that thing. We, for some reason that, I don't know why people are so fascinated by that thing. It is a sad situation. The last, month or two for Bob Huggins have been uh, terrible. Yeah. That appearance on that sports radio show in Cincinnati and then uh, this DUI over the weekend, and he has basically been forced to resign. So a uh, ignominious end to a Hall of Fame career. And the interesting thing now will be from a basketball perspective, One, who does West Virginia hire at this odd time? You know, you don't usually hire coaches in June. And two, he had put together maybe the best, certainly one of the best transfer portal classes in the country. They loaded up on transfer portal talent. And I think the rule is if there's a coaching change, you've got a month to – be released and look around if you want. So we'll see where those transfers scatter to or if they all stay together there. But, um, yeah, that, that was uh, that was unfortunate over the weekend for sure. Yeah, not the, uh, not the ending you would have wanted for mm-hmm. him or that he wanted for himself on how to close that thing out there at West Virginia. So uh, it's been, well, you said it, it's been a difficult couple of months for him. Uh, mistakes have been made. Uh, Toby, you do realize that a Longhorn was slash is a breed of cattle that was around long before the University of Texas mascot, right? What? Thank you. Genius. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any true Sooner fan can eat at the Longhorn Steakhouse. I'm sorry. It's right there in the name. It's the, your arch rivals are the Texas Longhorns, and it's right there in the name. Several people in their Sooner shirts in there eating last night when I was there. Guy on the table next to us had an OU football shirt on. I'm embarrassed for them, and I would question their fanhood. I'm sorry. I just it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, Th- that franchise should not be able to open shop, much less be in any way successful in Norman, Oklahoma. (laughs) They should have to change their name to come here. When they consider opening a Longhorn Steakhouse here, we should have had picketing signs everywhere saying, if you're going to set up here, you're going to have to change it to the Sooner Steakhouse. You can serve the same food. You can do everything the same, but you got to change your name. We will not have a Longhorn Steakhouse in Norman, Oklahoma. I'm sorry. I'm right about this. You're wrong. It's our arch rival. We are not ready for the SEC. I don't. If a bunch of OU don't, fans are going to the Longhorn I just Steakhouse, don't associate the two. They have nothing well, to do I'm with one another. I'm telling you, you should. <laughs> if you hadn't th- thought about it, you should. Oh, I not thought about all. it last night. I was I was eating that delicious steak. I said Toby would be so mad at me right now, but Dad Gum, this uh, steak, a steak is so identical good. to one you can get 15 mm-hmm. other places in Norman. Uh, this texter says, hands down, best steak in town, Bob's Steakhouse downtown. 
Okay. Bob's is fine. Bob's Chop House, I believe. is uh, Too far for me to drive. Are you kidding me? Named in honor of Bob's, the great Bob Stoops, I believe. Is that right? It's not. It should be. Yeah. Uh, Toby, you're looking at it wrong, which we've had this argument on this side of it, too. TJ's eating up that longhorn like the Pokes eat no. up the longhorns because that's the difference between a winning program and one that isn't. No. Sorry. Uh, how can you and your wife root for Tennessee? They have the same colors as Texas. Puking emojis. Because they were playing LSU. Come on. Colors. This says have Surrey flip they, a coin. Texas, Tennessee orange is not burn orange. It's an orange. Orange, past, is orange. It's like a pastel orange. Yeah. Uh, this says Surrey can flip a coin for us. Okay. Hmm. I like the idea of Parker doing it. Yeah, that's fine. We could even decide before Parker comes on, like a text between us, like who's what. And not even tell okay. him, and then he just tells us what it lands on. So there's nothing that... Got it. You see what I'm saying? Well, I started to say it right now, but he might be listening right, right now. Right, right. Uh, OU okay. Architect says, Toby. You, you you text me what you want to be. Heads or tails. Okay. Uh, I'll think about that. Toby, they said during a story about the course that the LACC limited the number of people on the property. As I recall, that was the explanation. Why? Uh, COVID. Don't, There's still COVID rules in LA. They they can't have enough. <laughs> they can't have too many people at the golf course at once. It looked like a fun course. It looked like a cool enough course. Uh, it was, you know, they went real low in round one, and you thought, oh boy, this is gonna be a, you know, this is not a U.S. Open, and then that's it. I like they never hardly went. I think ten under won it after eight under was the lead after round one. So, um, the course I I enjoyed the course, but. It did not feel like a major. It, it felt like a John Deere classic from the number of fans that were there. Air Force Joe says, ditto on the U.S. Open audio. I had a hard time finishing the match. I love airplanes, but that got super annoying. Yep. Um, let's see here. I think this is a couple of texts here that came in at different times. Let me see. Uh, USGA only sold 22,000. There's a decimal in there instead of a comma but 22,000 ticks most went to corporations uh by sold i mean they only offered 22,000 total okay but i think that's Toby's I mean, question most Why? go to corporations every year right that's who goes to those but things but then they get resold or you know stub hubbed or whatever and and yeah i don't i don't know why Toby, I, too, was watching the U.S. Open and noticed the plane noise, got called to a fire and listened to it on, en route on Sirius. Audio was even worse on that version. The plane sounded like it was dive-bombing the back nine. That's <laughs> from Darren, Darren and Norman. <laughs> it's like your neighbor was out there mowing or something. That's what it sounds like. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sean says, drafts, daily draft suggestion for you guys. Top five things ruined by ESPN. Oh, boy. Uh, Ravage may be number one. That's not a bad draft. <laughs> top top five things we – I don't know that I can participate in that one since they are our broadcast partner. Top five things we hate about ESPN. That one might get me in trouble. Uh, I vote Longhorn Steakhouse can stay in Norman if they turn the Longhorn emblem upside down out front. Okay. <laughs> That's from Perfect. Burbank Pirate. <laughs> I accept that. 
And when every waiter, when they greet you, they go upside down Longhorn. That's fine. Uh, our family sings the Sooner Fight song at bedtime every night. My kids took me to Longhorn Steakhouse yesterday for Father's Day. <laughs> I completely do not understand this. It's unfathomable <laughs> to me. Like, I'm telling you, if my kids took me to Longhorn Steakhouse, I would not go in. I would say, we're not eating here. And they'd say, oh, Dad, come on. I'm like, I honestly, I know you think I'm joking about this. It is unfathomable. No, I don't. I don't think you're a Sooner joking. fan could ever think it's okay to eat at a Longhorn Steakhouse. That is that is crazy. I can't I cannot believe they had the audacity to open one in Norman, Oklahoma. And not only that, we got people who are who are I'm not I'm trying to be nice here, but who actually go eat there and support it. That's that is unbelievable. Toby, I agree. I ain't eating what, what, no let me bleeping thing, uh, horn, nothing. Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, Michigan, they open a Buckeye Steakhouse. How's that going to go? You think it's going to go? You think they're going to eat there? You think anybody's going to eat in Ann Arbor, the Michigan? The Buckhouse open a Buckeye argument is weird because this is just based on an animal. They, 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 they aren't thinking Texas Longhorn mascot at all back when they named well, the Well, how do you fact, know what they're thinking In fact, I, I think it's based out of Florida originally, I believe, is what someone has texted in before. So it's not even tied to the state of Texas, I don't believe. So uh, Come on now. <laughs> then they shouldn't. They should rename it if they're going to put one in Oklahoma. So uh, I agree with you, Toby, except for mine. It came with my truck. I bought a new Dodge Ram, and I loved the Longhorn Edition, but I couldn't bring myself to buy it, so I got the Limited. Thank you. Would you own a Longhorn Edition pickup truck? Um, I don't know. I'd have to would. see. Of course what, you would. Know. You have no if it's, if it's the one moral I wanted, compass yeah. when it comes to your favorite college teams at all. So, unbelievable. <laughs> I don't care right, that to that either. Parker Thune going to join us next. Uh, he's going to update us on what happened over the weekend at the big Champion barbecue. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Now, my blood pressure's up. Elizabeth, let's see if uh, Parker can get me uh, calmed down again. Parker Thune joins us. You can hear him every day here from noon to 3 on this here station. Good morning, Parker. How are you today? Good morning, Toby. Did you say your blood pressure's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, back, uh, a little background for what's going on here. Uh, he gets upset at me. I ate at Longhorn Steakhouse for Father's Day. He gets mad when I eat there, Parker. He just doesn't like it. So Interesting. Is that because it's called Longhorn Steakhouse or <laughs> Correct. because he has something against the food? <laughs> no, the name. He does not uh, feel that any uh, Sooner fan or anyone in Norman should be eating at the Longhorn Steakhouse. I can't steakhouse. imagine anyone who calls themselves a Sooner fan ever gracing the doors of a place with Longhorn on the on the marquee. Do you eat at the Longhorn Steakhouse, Parker? Oh, gosh. I don't know that I have ever set foot inside Longhorn Steakhouse. boy. I'm Atta trying boy. to think back, and I have no... If I've ever eaten at Longhorn Steakhouse, I don't have a distinct memory of it. I think we've probably beat people over the head with this topic. We need to move on, so... Um, <laughs> Champ U Barbecue this weekend. Uh, 
wouldn't it be something, TJ, if they catered, catered by Longhorn Steakhouse? Steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did it go? What do we need to know happened this weekend, Parker? Well, it went pretty well. I would say the Sooners had 28 official visitors on campus. And uh, obviously, I think it, for those that really follow recruiting in great detail and kind of understand what the Sooners were looking to accomplish this weekend, uh, you're probably not really alarmed by the fact that you haven't seen any commitments yet, just because you also have to be realistic about Brent Venable's visit policy and the fact that it doesn't really lend itself and it's not conducive to commitments early in the cycle. A lot of these guys will continue to take official visits throughout the month of June. Uh, a lot of them, just in general, are going to wait to make decisions until July or August, one way or another. So we know that Brent Venables and this Oklahoma staff have continued to profess to kids, hey, we're not going to push you along in the process any faster than you want to go. If you want to take other visits, by all means do so. We're confident the, that in the end you're going to loop back around and you're going to pick Oklahoma because there's not a better place for you than the University of Oklahoma. So uh, I know that many recruiting casuals, as it were, are going to see all the photos that uh, surfaced on social media, the champion barbecue, kids wearing the unity uniforms, videos from the photo shoots or the events that they did, and they're going to wonder, well, if the champion barbecue is so great, why hasn't anybody committed yet? If the Oklahoma staff is so good at recruiting, why didn't they get any commitment this past weekend? And it's important to remember that we're witnessing exactly what happened last year in Brent Venable's first recruiting cycle as Oklahoma's head coach, which was they didn't get any commitments in the immediate aftermath of the champion barbecue, which was on the first weekend of June a year ago. This week, uh, this year, obviously, it falls on the third weekend of June. And I think similar to last year, what you're going to get uh, is the surge of commitments is probably going to kick off either at the end of this month or at the beginning of July. The Sooners didn't get their first commitment from an official visitor that was at the Champion Barbecue last year until Samuel Basigo on June 30th. In the end, though, 12 of the prospects, 12 of the 25, I believe, that they hosted over that weekend that ended up committing to and signing with Oklahoma. So uh, it, I know a lot of folks get tired of hearing patience preached, but uh, the Sooner staff did good work this weekend moved the needle with several top targets, and now it's just about waiting out their decision timelines. Let's talk about that move in the needle. Are, are you hearing some positive scuttlebutt? And, and if so, what are some of the names out there that you feel better about right now based on what you're hearing? Well, I, I think the biggest name for a lot of folks, especially given the in-state connection, is going to be David Stone, the five-star lineman out of Dell City, Oklahoma, via IMG Academy. And Right now, I feel better about Oklahoma's chances with Stone than I ever have. And I, I understand that a lot of Sooner fans are going to approach that situation with a lot of caution. That's understandable because of what happened last year with DJ Hicks, who was a Sooner until 20 minutes before he sat down in front of the podium. And so not really taking anything for granted with David Stone until he picks a hat, as it were, but for the moment, I really like where Oklahoma stands right there. Also really love where they stand with Nigel Smith, the four-star defensive end out of Melissa, Texas. And I will say this. This is another one that uh, 
I'm maintaining a bit of caution in reporting on and in believing that Oklahoma comes out on top on. But as of right now, I would say they lead for five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley out of the state of Louisiana. And Ohio State is involved there. LSU is involved there. He's got more official visits that he's going to take. It doesn't feel like a decision is imminent in the slightest. So there's still time for that thing to take a left turn on Oklahoma, but they hosted both McKinley and his younger brother this past weekend on Dominic's official visit. And by all accounts, from everything I've been told, things went very, very well. So uh, for those looking for defensive line commits for Oklahoma in this 2024 cycle, there's some big, big names on the board that are very realistic possibilities. I mean, that's kind of the story, right, that has taken place certainly this year and over the last couple of years is the difference in not just defensive talent but defensive line talent that they are in on either in the transfer portal or the high school ranks compared to a couple of years ago. And certainly heading into the SEC, that's that's a necessity. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think this is a pivotal cycle for Oklahoma and a lot of that is because of the presence of David Stone. How often do you get the number one defensive lineman in the entire country sitting in your own backyard the way that David Stone seemingly is uh, out of Dell City, Oklahoma? And so with the move to the SEC just a little more than one year away, July 1st, 2024, and with the Sooners very, very heavily in the mix, not only for Stone, but also five-star defensive end Williams Barry, uh, Missouri, I mentioned McKinley, mentioned Nigel Smith, can throw in a few more names there, uh, four-star defensive end Wyatt Gilmore from Minnesota, four-star edge rusher Jay Sean Ross out of the north side of the KC Metroplex up in Missouri. I get the sense this is going to be one way or another, regardless of which names comprise the class at the end, uh, everything points to this class being a very, very strong Hall of Defensive lineman for Oklahoma, and that's really what they need because you've got to be able to go toe-to-toe with the best programs in the country in the trenches in the SEC. And so offensive and defensive line talent have never mattered more for Oklahoma than they do right now in this 2024 cycle, given what's ahead. What's the next big date? What's the next uh, commit that's about to announce? Well, I so the next commit that announces I mean I'll be honest with you it could be before the end of the month here the next target for Oklahoma that has a definite date on the schedule would be five-star tight end Devon Mitchell who's currently a member of the 2025 class but uh, those that have heard me talk about Mitchell know that uh, a he's really good buddies with Oklahoma's quarterback commit Michael Hawkins uh, which has put o- Oklahoma in a very nice spot there, and also that he intends to reclassify into the 2024 cycle. So he's likely to end up in this recruiting class for Oklahoma. He intends to commit on July 8th. Uh, he is down to Oklahoma, Alabama, and Miami. I really like Oklahoma. The industry consensus is that Oklahoma has a huge, huge advantage right now. Obviously, you're not entirely ruling out NIL coming into play down the stretch because you are dealing with not only Nick Saban in Alabama, which kind of the grim reaper of recruiting, but also Miami and John Ruiz and Life Wallet. So, again, especially when you're dealing with a five-star talent 
and just knowing the ways that money can influence recruitments of that uh, stature nationally. You take it all with a grain of salt to a certain extent, but still Oklahoma fans for now can feel really good about where their program stands with Mitchell heading into that July 8th announcement. Uh, every time I hear the name Life Wallet, I can't help but chuckle. I mean, that's just the funniest <laughs> ever. Uh, indicative of where college sports has gone. Uh, you always got to worry about Life Wallet. It, do you have any details of, of what they did this weekend to try to, you know, impress the kids? Did we we drive them around in Maseratis or, you know, drop them out of airplanes? or anything? What, what, what did they do to try to wow them this weekend? Uh, there was Other no than make a fine brisket. <laughs> yeah, well, they they put a lot of emphasis on the food, right? You saw that in a lot of the social media posts that were circulating even before the visit weekend got started. The, the contrast is stark, is it not, between mm-hmm. yeah. the new regime's barbecue and the old regime's barbecue. <laughs> so uh, you, have, you have that, certainly. Uh, I was told the recruits uh, did a scavenger hunt, which is something that they've done in years past to get them familiar with campus. Uh, not just with the football facilities, but, you know, hey, get out, see the campus, see everything that Oklahoma has to offer. Obviously, they did the photo shoots on the field in the Unity uniforms, two of which are uh, aspects of said photo shoot that are unique to this year's recruiting cycle. That is not something that Oklahoma has done in the past, obviously, uh, because they didn't unveil the Unity uniforms until last October, but also, I believe, the only recruit to have done a photo shoot on the field, to my recollection, uh, trigger warning in advance, that, that was DJ Hicks. So hmm. outside of Hicks, uh, the Sooners haven't really made it a staple to do the photo shoots on the field. And if you've seen some of the photos that have surfaced uh, that Oklahoma's creative team put together, you know, photos, that, <laughs> that's something that the kids care a lot about. And the OU creative team went all out to make sure that the photo shoots at the champion barbecue this year were really going to pop. Uh, you can hear him every day right here from uh, noon to three. Rivals, Heisman Trophy voter, all around Mr. Everything, Parker Thune. Parker, thanks for getting up early and uh, getting us uh, educated up today. We appreciate it. Of course, fellas. Y'all take it easy. See you about Parker Thune. He'll have the latest for you coming up at uh, noon today on any uh, news coming out of the Champion Barbecue. We'll take a break. 7.50 in the a.m. on a Monday morning. Back after this. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Very shady what just went down in that commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Don't know that I can trust Parker Thune or Toby Rowland ever again. This hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. You can trust them. They are a locally owned and operated roofing company. They are uh, not from out of state coming in here and trying to take your hard-earned money during storm season. They are here with you every day. Uh, Offices out of Norman and Edmond. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, I'm still wandering around with that Longhorn Steakhouse gift card I received in my wallet. I just can't bring myself to go there. It's from Clearwater Thank you. Uh, this one says, Toby, you're right. Just say no to Longhorn Steakhouse. Thank you. 
Um, Gunny says, I figured TJ already had a Tejas edition truck. No. I don't think mine's like any of those special edition. I'm trying to think. It's just a regular uh, F-150. Just a, re yeah, just a regular, just a regular, regular old truck. Just a regular truck. Uh, if not mistaken, College Station would not let Hooters open a restaurant in town unless they had their girls wear maroon and the uh, the signage was maroon too. Okay. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I, college towns are passionate, man. That's the thing I keep getting mad at you about over and over again. This is yet another example of it. <laughs> Uh, there is a Texas edition Chevy truck that, just like Toby, I cannot fathom how this is even offered in Oklahoma. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then the one here that I said uh, what is controversial about what now in the last commercial, commercial break, uh, this texter says, wait a minute, no coin toss? Oh, uh, we forgot to have Parker flip the coin, so we texted him during this last commercial break. TJ chose tails, it was heads. But so you I didn't have him pick. flip a coin. That's my problem. You I had just him pick said heads or tails. pick heads or tails. The the coin tells the tale, not Parker's brain. So controversial here. Let's this get Parker back. Let's no, get Parker no, back no. on. You and win. Have him you go first. Flip a coin. You go first. I'm just saying it's a little controversial. Well, then are you going to complain about it? Uh, whole, we'll get him only back if you on. win the draft. Only if you win the draft. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How are you feeling about this? Not good, because I feel like whoever had one here uh, easily walks away with this thing because of the way it rotates. So, But we'll see. Oh, you we'll think see. you know who I'm drafting at one? I know who you're drafting at one, yes. Hmm, okay. We'll take a break. Our first daily draft of the summer coming up next. Back after this.